Hello friends. Today I wanted to give a little bit of an update on where I'm at here at the start of 2022. I can't say that it was the start to the new year I would have hoped for. Unfortunately, our many members of our family came down with the bug and it affected who and when we got to see them for the holidays. Uh, unfortunately, my grandmother recently passed away because of it and I did not get to go to her funeral because of it. So <clears throat> I know we always have grandiose ideas of how to start the year and that probably wasn't quite what I'd envisioned, but I know so many of you guys have gone through similar situations of grief, battling illness, changes of plans. I am afraid that we're all kind of in that same boat. And where do we go from here? Well, one of my fortunate things I would say about us living in this day and age is that I was able to attend my grandmother's funeral yesterday virtually. And for me, it was one of the most inspiring uh, services I have been to in a long time. And I know that sounds funny coming out of a funeral, but I loved that uh, one of my old pastors uh, preached out of retirement because he had known my family and my grandmother. And he was just spot on. Sometimes when you have that favorite speaker, uh, it's wonderful to get to hear them again. And I also loved hearing tributes from so many family members that talked about what my grandmother had meant to them. Now, when you think of your, your family member dying, there's a lot of different kinds of people. There's somebody who is the behind the scenes person who's just always a servant you, but you may not see them or they're very close with their tight-knit group of people and they go really deep with that with that group. There's other people that just, they know everyone and they want to have an influence on every single person they come in contact with. They're extroverted. And this was my grandmother. When I say that we are talking about somebody just the way my mom put it, she broke the mold. And one of my sisters said she was a force to be reckoned with. And it's not all positive. It's not all negative. There's just, she was a huge personality. And I think a lot of us that I know that, that I am friends with and family, we are too. We're creatives. We are full of big ideas, lots of emotion. We want to get our ideas into the world. And sometimes it's tricky to to see how does that fit, where's my place as I'm kind of trying to reach these goals. And so, like I said, coming out of the service was very inspirational. And here are kind of a few reasons why and, I don't know, sort of takeaways I had from this experience. First of all, a, a quote that came to my mind was the quote by the famous violin pedagogue Shiniki Suzuki. And he said, they're rarely too young and never too old to twinkle. And what he meant by that is that children can start learning music at extremely young ages. They absorb sounds way better than we do as adults. And they can imitate these sounds so young. And I have two young children with me. One is three and he started playing violin this year which is an interesting experience. <laughs> he does have a different teacher than mommy because he doesn't always listen to me. But then my daughter, she's playing a little bit of violin right now and she's been playing piano though actually for three, let's see, three years now. And it's just been really cool for me to see that they are fourth generation musicians. This is a heritage that transcends 
a specific generation. And I think that's what I really want to talk about at the moment is that when we talk about art, we talk about creating, whether it be music or writing or the visual arts, we want it to go beyond just our own generation. I am a millennial, as you may or may not have guessed, and we are famous for wanting to take on the world and fix the problems and kind of make a name for ourselves, if you will. But I don't think that's only applicable to the millennials. I think that definitely my grandmother's generation, they wanted to make a difference. She would have either been the very end of the the greatest generation, the World War II generation, or even, I guess, what's sometimes labeled as the silent generation, which I found entertaining because grandma was a lot of things, but silent wasn't one of them. <laughs> and so I found that ironic. Um, and then next we have the boomers, which would include a lot of my parents, a lot of the retirees right now. Gen X, my husband straddles millennial, millennial and Gen X, which is really fascinating. So he and I joke that we're not necessarily part of the same generation. And then looking to the Gen Zs who have their own set of unique uh, challenges and strengths. And I just wanted to take time to see how the arts are important to every generation. My grandmother was playing her piano up until when she died. My mother in her tribute had a couple of really key things. And I think this speaks to us as artists. She would walk into my grandmother's house at the time she was 94. And in mom's tribute, she says, mom, what are you doing today? And my grandmother answers, I'm transposing this song into all of the major keys. Talk about a way to prevent dementia. <laughs> this lady was sharp as a tack. I'm trying to think if I could transpose um, so, so the piece into all the major keys on the piano. And then another time, mom asked her, what are you doing, mom? And she said, I'm improvising on the piano. I haven't done very much of that in my career, and I think I should give it a try. My grandmother was always learning. She was never too old to try something new. And so many of us, as we get older, we don't want to try this. We don't want to try this technological innovation. We don't want to try the next thing to help our craft, whether that be music or writing or whatever our job is. And sometimes we have to open up our minds to try something that's outside of our comfort zone. If a 94-year-old pianist can try to improvise, I think that the rest of us can as well. And I just was so inspired to think when I am, I don't know if I'll make it to be a nonagenarian, but if I do, or even if it's just octogenarian or wherever, I would love to be still playing my music at that time. I also know she inspired writers. So many writers that I've met are uh, in their, I guess, third act of life, if you will. Um, according to K.M. Wyland, she describes the kind of author's journey as you have your first act people. That's when you're super excited and you're in your 20s and you're taking on the world. Then you kind of have the middle act, which is those of us, you know, raising our children and kind of in the thick of it with our careers, which is probably where I am right now. And then you have your third act. And that's where I know a lot of authors are. And you're trying to figure out how to leave that legacy. And I just thought it was inspiring to see how grandma could still even inspire those people to say, you're not too old. You're not too old to play an instrument. You're not too old to write the book you've always wanted to write. 
and you're not too old to learn something new, to fill in a gap in your career. Your career doesn't have to stop when you're 65. On the flip side, you're not too young. I missed the funeral because of the bug, but we actually spent the day celebrating my grandmother's life with my children. And I think that my grandmother would have been thrilled with how we spent it. We did watch her service online, but then we took a lot of time to read her books. Talk about very prolific. This lady had 10 children, 10 children. I have two. She wrote over 700 poems over the course of her life, published this book along with my grandfather. And this is how she journaled. She captured every moment, basically, of her life is in this book. She wrote a trilogy of three children's zoo books, which my kids had me read all of them yesterday to them. And she wrote a trilogy of, sorry, hard book, hardbacks for holidays, which we also read all of these yesterday for Christmas, Halloween, and Easter. And then we were reenacting playing the Easter Bunny. <laughs> While the burial was going on and I was FaceTiming with my family, my children were literally pretending to be Easter Bunnies from my grandmother's book and leaving chocolate all over my house. I think that shows that you're never too young to appreciate art. My daughter wrote a poem yesterday and a song because she wanted to continue her Gigi's legacy. My daughter is seven years old and she has no concept of that. Oh, maybe I'm too young or maybe it's not good enough. I love she doesn't have that self-doubt that unfortunately creeps in as we get older. Uh, it even creeps into the best of us. My grandmother, not too long ago, she and I had a conversation. I believe it was last summer. And here she's this amazing mother, amazing grandmother, great grandmother, has published however many books this is, like nine or eight or something and she said to be honest Ashley from a business perspective as an author I was a failure and that was hard to hear coming from somebody who was the eternal optimist she felt like that as an author she had been a failure because as many of us know it's it's so hard to make make it a business or make a living in it but what I thought was incredible was that the 10 children decided to help let people take home her many books that she had stored in her garage over these years, the ones that hadn't been sold yet. She sold actually quite a lot, though, considering. Um, but they let people take home as many books as they wanted, and they didn't even bring all the books there. They brought a lot of boxes. Every single one of the ones they brought was taken home. And I wish I could tell my grandmother now, you are not a failure as an author. You are leaving that legacy that people, if they want to know what you thought, we don't have to just wonder, what would grandma think of this? She left it here in her, in her tome <laughs> of thoughts. And I think as authors and musicians, it's a good reminder. We never want to be thinking of our art as a failure because if it's affecting even our small community or in my grandmother's case, it was a huge community. By the time you have 30-some grandkids and 40-some great-grandkids and all of her friends. And if everyone gets to have even a little piece of that legacy in her books, she wasn't a failure. And I want that to be an encouragement for those of you listening today, that 
continue to create your art up until the very end, because that is our legacy we can leave for the next generation. I wrote a poem the day she passed away. Some of you have already read it. And I wrote it in her style because when I was in fourth grade, I remember sitting with her at, at her um, dining room table and she taught me how to write in rhythm and rhyme. And I called it Farewell to a Legend because this poem is written in grandma's style. A legend died today. I know it's hard to comprehend that after nearly a century, your era came to end. You taught me how to write in verse when I was just a girl. The words would form within my mind, then on the page unfurl. Your love of music, poetry, and all creative things developed deep within your soul, then flew on feathered wings. From childhood you possessed the knack to tickle ivory keys, and even in the end you played sweet piano melodies. Your children bid you fond farewell while standing by your side, but your dear songs will never die, for in us they reside. That was written in memory of poetess Grandmother Ruth Shear.